Welcome back, pals and porpoises, to another thrilling episode of Tales with a Whale, the only show to be hosted by a massive marine mammal turned marine biologist turned marine podcaster, me, Betty the Blue Whale. If you couldn't tell by the title, I'm a blue whale, the biggest animal in the ocean and on the entire planet. So who better to bring you all of your information about the goings-on from sea to sea than a big blue whale? If you happen to be a regular listener to all of the great offerings from Go Kid Go, you might have heard of me, thanks to my appearances on the Whale of a Tale series, that amazing adventure series starring those terrific twins, Xavia and Atlas. Well, now I've got my own show, where we learn all about the incredible ocean and the marvelous creatures that live in it. As always, I'm coming at you from the famous underwater studio here at the bottom of the Pflugerville Ocean. And as per usual, I'm backed by the famous all-clam jam band and my best friend and most superb seahorse in the ocean, Bubbles. Howdy, y'all. You know, everyone's been asking how Bubbles and I became best friends in the first place. After all, a blue whale and a seahorse, not the most likely pair. But the answer is, we met at an underwater rodeo. My brother, Billy the Blue Whale, volunteered one summer as a whale rodeo clown, and Bubbles was the top wrangler that year, which was very impressive because a blue whale rodeo clown took up the whole arena, and after that summer, the underwater rodeo coordinators had to put a size limit on their volunteers. The fact that Bubbles could even ride around Billy was enough to make the judges love her, and since I was always hanging around cheering Billy on, I started cheering Bubbles on too. And then we met, and the rest, as they say, is aquatic history. I felt like we'd known each other for ages, well and truly. And now it's time for our first segment of the show, something I like to call Cetacean Sensation. Today's fact is about a substance called ambergris. Ambergris is a strange, waxy substance that comes from the ocean that has been used by humans for over a thousand years. When it dries, it has a pleasant, musky smell that many people who made perfume in the past just loved. In fact, they loved it so much that it was often referred to as floating gold or the treasure of the sea. Man, I wish I was referred to as the treasure of the sea. Most people thought that ambergris was hardened sea foam because it would often wash up on shore. But in the 1800s, humans discovered what ambergris actually was, something that grew inside a sperm whale's intestines. Oh, yuck! That's right, listeners. For over a thousand years, humans used this sticky substance for perfumes and medicines, and it was highly sought after and very expensive. But these days, we know better. Ambergris might just be something that forms in a sperm whale's intestines and passes out of them just like poop. Due to its rare nature, the use of ambergris has declined, but that doesn't mean it wasn't plenty popular in its day. <laughs> just when I thought humans couldn't get any crazier. Well, that music means it's time for our main segment of the show. It's Wednesday, which means it's time for another installment of, you guessed it, Underwater Mystery Theater. 
where we highlight a fantastically fascinating place in the ocean. For our listeners who joined us last week, you'll remember that we were talking about different zones of the ocean. Did you know that the ocean is divided into zones based on its depth? It's true. Closest to the surface are the coastal habitats. Deeper out is the open ocean, and the deepest part of the ocean is, no surprises here, the floor. Inside of each of these areas are different zones that define different habitats, and each of these habitats have their own unique characteristics. Last week, we talked about the neuritic zone, or the coastal ocean. Well, this week, we're talking about another zone, and this one has an ocean-tastic name, the twilight zone. Spooky, right? So what exactly is the twilight zone? It's the place in the ocean past roughly 660 feet in depth where you can no longer see the sun. This also means that it is very cold. But get this, even though sunlight doesn't shine in the twilight zone, and even though the temperature is low, it is still home to more fish than the rest of the ocean combined. A lot of these fish are very small, but what they lack in size, they make up for in numbers. In fact, one of the most abundant fish in the twilight zone is called the bristlemouth. And for every one human on Earth, there are a hundred thousand bristlemouths. Hoo-wee, I don't even know if I can count that high. The twilight zone is one of the most important places in the ocean because of its function on climate change. Every night, fish, squid, and plankton migrate to the neuritic zone, or the coastal ocean, to feed. And then, as the sun starts to rise, they turn around and head right back to the twilight zone, where it's safe and dark. As they make this migration, the act of eating, being eaten, and even pooping, means these creatures transfer large amounts of carbon from the surface of the ocean to the deep ocean, where it can remain trapped for millennia. This, in turn, keeps the heat-trapping carbon dioxide from entering the Earth's atmosphere. This whole process is called the biological pump, and it is essential for keeping our Earth and our ocean safe and healthy. So next time you think something little can't make a big difference, just remember that the bristlemouse fish is only a few inches long, but a pivotal part in helping our Earth and oceans just like you. Okay, folks, well, that music means we've come to the end of another show. I'd like to thank Bubbles the Seahorse, thanks for having me, buddy, and the All Clam Jam Band, and, of course, all of my listeners out there. Thank you so much for tuning in. We couldn't do it without you. And don't forget that we've got a lot of amazing content from Go Kid Go to check out. There's always a new show or new adventure dropping, so don't miss out. Just check out all our offerings wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betty the Blue Whale saying, What do fish take to stay healthy? Vitamin C. <laughs> like the sea. Get it? So long, folks, and happy swimming. Woohoo! Go, kid, go.